Hello and welcome to Mom and Jovi, the podcast where my mom and I talk about Bon Jovi. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jill. In this episode, we're talking about the uh, 2013 album, What About Now? This album was released on March 8 of that year. And then on April 2, less than a month later, Richie Sambora left the band. Uh, well, he left the tour anyway, for unspecified personal reasons. And he remained absent for the rest of the tour, replaced by guitarist Phil X. It was in November of 2014 that it was officially announced that Sambora had left the band. This is the third Bon Jovi album in a row to debut at number one. Uh, the fourth in a row that has seen Bon Jovi make an appearance on American Idol. And um, Right. He, um, I remember that episode of American Idol. I think they sang Because We Can. Yeah, yeah. And they still got it. I almost don't even know what to say about this song. Um, it kind of sounds like the kids bop version of itself. Hmm. Yeah, I can see where you could think that. I really liked it, of course, because I kind of like the message. It's kind of that living on a prayer kind of thing. But also I like the lyrics and then the unusual guitar look in there is good for me. But you don't like it? It was written by John, Richie, and Billy. Um, Billy Falcon, that is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's there's something about it that's just very. It's it's. I don't want to say it's the most boring Bon Jovi song I've ever heard. I'm <laughs> no. sure there are more boring ones that yeah. I've heard on previous albums that I've just totally forgotten. Yeah, think back. There's but there's more um, there's something about it that just like slides off my brain. It's um, very unmemorable. You don't think it's catchy? Um. It's kind of catchy, but I don't think it's going to get stuck in my head. Yeah. And the lyrics don't do anything for you? Not much. The, the, it's interesting to me that they start with, they start with the hook, the chorus. Yeah. At the very beginning of the song. Yeah. That seems like an unusual move for Bon Jovi. Yeah. It is kind of the standard, like the, the chorus is kind of a standard, it's my life type of message. Um, the verses describe a couple that's clearly been together for a long time and they're not doing great financially um in a weird way i kind of imagine these verses as a sequel to living on a prayer yeah that's what i was thinking too um i kind of like the verses though because maybe because i'm older now and it's kind of like that like it's kind of routine hmm. but then i think he's saying well, that's the little part that's confusing to me because that the chorus to me could be like an anthem where you're going to take a stand against or for something, mm-hmm. um, and then the lyrics are just about life kind of being dull drums. Yeah, it's like the it, in, when when the when the chorus is taken in context with the verses, it is more in line with living on a prayer than yeah. it's my life, where it's about we as a couple can make it. Yep. Um, if if we believe in ourselves or whatever. Um, one verse that stood out to me is TV and takeout on the coffee table, paper dishes, pour a glass of wine, um, turn down the sound and move a little closer, and for the moment everything is all right. That verse highlights the couple's, um, not poverty, but like they're not, they're definitely, I would say, lower middle class. Yeah, so um, maybe it's a little harder for him to write about that kind of stuff now. Yeah, well, it's like, it's different because it's like, 
in in living on a prayer, Tommy and Gina are like on the ropes. They're both struggling to survive. These people aren't struggling to survive. They've they're they've got that. They're just not like thriving. Um, so it does make the message of the chorus feel a little weaker. Yeah. Yeah, I still like it though. Just doesn't have the same like desperation. Living on a prayer has. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It doesn't. It doesn't reach that level at all. Well, I definitely spoke too soon about the most boring Bon Jovi song I've ever heard. <laughs> I even think that's a little dull. Yeah. Um, this was written by uh, John Bon Jovi and John Shanks. And it's called I'm With You. Yeah, which is the second um, Bon Jovi song that we've heard that shares its title with an Avril Lavigne song. Mm. The first being, of course, Complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one or two albums ago, I think. Uh, just a coincidence, I guess. Um, it doesn't really resemble... Is there some maybe you don't know this? Maybe it's an old song. I don't know, but that worn out places, forgotten faces seems like a. It sounds a lot like a line from Mad World. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. By Gary Jules. It's very similar to All Around Me Are Familiar Faces, Worn Out Places, Worn Out Places. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I, when I heard that this time. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, the second I heard that, I was like, that sounds familiar. It's a paraphrase of of Mad World. Yeah. Not sure. It's it's so close and yet so far that I'm not even sure if it's intentional right um, yeah it's dull but I felt like this could go a lot faster this song and be more upbeat I did like however Richie's guitar thing yeah the guitar solo was was alright um, it's a little over the top but I mean this is Bon Jovi so right yeah, yeah the lyrics aren't really all that special and it was just kind of dull for me yeah, this is the weird. There's something about I don't know if it's the production on this album or something, but like, it doesn't sound like Bon Jovi. No, maybe they it were trying sounds, to make it sound a little different. Excuse me. It sounds like really slick, in a way that Bon Jovi usually doesn't sound. I feel like. I mean, yeah. obviously Bon Jovi's not the most raw band in the world, but something, something. It sounds like John's vocals have been smoothed out in some way or something. Hmm. Don't know.
this song's not bad. So you like it? Uh, that might be a strong word. <laughs> um, it was written by John and Bi- uh, Billy. No, John and John. Right. John Bon Jovi and John Shanks. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, this song does sound like Bon Jovi to me. Yeah, this song, it, it really feels like a Bon Jovi song. And the message and the way we, they put it together. Yeah, the lyrics aren't bad. Um, rhyming reasons with seasons is a little bit cheap, but whatever. Um, it's interesting to me, though, that in the chorus, he's going, Who'll stand for the restless and the hungry, for the desperate, uh, for the restless and the lonely, the desperate and the hungry? Who'll stand for the restless and the lonely, for the desperate and the hungry? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he doesn't, um, as far as I can tell, have an answer. Like, I'm thinking about a song from, I think it was Circle. I think on the Circle, there's a song called Work for the Working Man. Yeah. Where he's asking similar questions. Yeah. Who's going to work for the working man? Who's going to, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he answers it with himself, right? He's like, right. me, I'll do it or whatever. But in this one, he's just like asking the question and, and then moving on. I kind of feel like the answer to the question, if you view it as the whole song together is whoever you are you're the one that has to answer those questions yeah i'd agree i do think that is the implication by because what about now leaving the question open stand up and be proud and of course you know the teacher in there gets me i'm sure it doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of the lyrics there i mean it rhymes sort of for the faithful the believer for the faithless and the teacher stand up and be proud what about now um Mine says faceless. Oh, interesting. The first one says faithful, for the faithful, the believer, for the faceless, and the teacher. Either way, faithless or faceless. Faceless makes more sense in that context. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, if it was faithless, I would have said, like, oh, that's interesting. That, like, way back in It's My Life, it says, this ain't a song for the brokenhearted. No silent prayer for the faith departed. Right. And, like, now he is including the faithless. Right. But, um... Anyway, regardless, thinking about it in the context actually is interesting, because I guess this is a song for the brokenhearted and the... <laughs> yes, yes it is. Etc. Yeah, and what about now? Stand up and be proud. This song, Pictures of You, was written by John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, and John Shanks. It's okay. I don't like it as much as the title track. I'm not really a fan of this song either. 
I mean, it's sort of okay. It doesn't really sound like a Bon Jovi song too much. Mm. Plus the lyrics, I don't quite get. Maybe it's just because I don't get them. More poetic than straightforward. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. It's Obviously, it's about someone who's not together anymore. But It's about an artist who's madly in love with somebody. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a breakup song. Like, if I were thinking about it in the context of John personally, Bon Jovi, that is, I would think it's just about his wife and how he misses her when he's on tour. Yeah, that could be. Um, interestingly, the title, Pictures of You, uh, is shared by at least three other songs. Um, a song by The Cure, a song by The Last Good Night, and a song by Bad Boys Blue, um, which all came out before this song. Hmm. Um... The Last Good Night song is the one that I thought of when I heard this title, but the Cure song is the first one that comes up if you Google the phrase pictures of you. Um, so I don't know if John just didn't know about these other songs or he thought he was joining uh, some kind of tradition of writing a song about pictures of somebody. Yeah, that's hard to say, isn't it? Um, I would think he must have known about the Cure song at least. I would think. The opening verse immediately makes me feel gross. I feel just like Picasso and you're my masterpiece. That's a weird way to talk about somebody. Yeah. Um, maybe it's about his daughter. I could see that making more sense in that context slightly. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's kind of interesting, mm. but it doesn't get me. No, I think it must be about his wife. It'd be a little creepy if this is about his daughter. Uh, this song is called Amen. Yeah, Amen. Um, it was written by John Bon Jovi and Billy Falcon. It's okay. I think I don't know. This might be kind of a stretch, but I think I feel like it's his attempt or their attempt at a song like Hallelujah. 
Not so much the lyrics, just that amen part. No, yeah, I can see that comparison in terms of that, the repetition of the the word amen and stuff. But like, hallelujah is a spiritual song, right? Like it's about the Bible and Well, it has all those references and stuff. I'm not sure exactly if there's a deeper meaning to it. Um, This one clearly is. This one's about sex. Sex, but in a beautiful sort of way. Right. Not my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, it shows off John's voice. I was just going to say the same thing. His voice is real clear, and the extension he gets on those higher notes is good. I like it, that part. But uh, there are other songs that show off John's voice. Yeah. And they're much more interesting to listen to. Definitely. Inside of her like poetry, a thousand horses called That's What the Water Made Me. Um, it was written by John Bon Jovi and Billy Falcon. Uh, it's alright. I like it. Yeah. I, is there a phrase about it, what's the reference with the water? I have no idea. I don't really get what this song's about. Um, I, I mean, I kind of think that it means that's what the water made me. I, this is just who I am. I was, you know every experience that I've had has made me who I am and this is who I am. Yeah, maybe it's a reference to baptism. I thought about that too. Um, something in the water. Uh, this this bit that this uh, refrain, I guess, about devils in heaven and angels in hell. It kind of makes the song uh, almost feel like a nihilistic Bon Jovi song. Just like, oh well, injustice is everywhere. Nothing you can do about it. This is just how things are. This is just how I am. Structurally, it's a pretty interesting song. Yeah, they do that slower part in the middle, which is unusual for. Yeah, the way it, like, it opens with this. Genius labels it as chorus one, but I would call this maybe a refrain or something. I'm actually going to look at the lyrics video for this song and see if anyone in the comments has theories. I'm literally going to YouTube comments. This comment says, Bon Jovi's song has always something related to my real life. These guys have really come up a long, hard way. Love you guys. A lot of respect and love. (laughs) This comment says, I feel it's exactly about what he is singing. It's cryptic. I love it. Yeah, make it what you want it to be. Devils in heaven, angels in hell. Love the metaphor. Thank you, John. You truly inspire my life through all my stress and depression. I worship you and your music. Baby, baby, baby. Que buen tema me hace acordar a la apertura del concierto en Vélez. What does that mean? Um, what a good theme. Uh, I don't know what acordar means, but... Or apertura. It's something about a concert in Vélez. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people are saying, like, I heard this at a concert and I really liked it. So it's like probably people who were just seeing him during this tour hadn't listened to the album 
and then heard this deep cut and was like, oh, that's actually a good song. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. And I it is, like it. it is decent. It's not clear to me what it's about. It seems like there are a lot of people who feel like they understand what it's about, but don't care to elaborate. Um, Maybe just the good and bad and everything and everybody. And yeah. It's definitely one of the better songs on this album so far. This song is called What's Left of Me. It uh, was written by John, Richie, and Billy. Uh, it's all right. I, I like it. Um, I think it's maybe, do you think it's left over from the Last Highway album? No, I think the time the time is too too long of a, a, a gap in time. Uh. Like even the one song from, um, I think, the Greatest Hits album that was mm -hmm. co-written by one of the collaborators from... Mm -hmm. The uh, Lost yeah, Highway yeah. era was not written for the Lost Highway. Oh. It was it was later. I feel like this could fit on there though. No, yeah, it definitely has a, a country esque feel. The chorus reminds me a bit of Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker. Yeah. Um. It's kind of a typical Bon Jovi, you know, sorrow for the working man type of mm -hmm. lyrics. Um, the opening, like verse goes. For 30 odd years, I was a newspaper man. I made my living with a pen and a pad. God, I miss the smell of paper and the ink on my hands. I feel like they missed a fairly obvious. I feel like they could have said a, a pad and a pen, and like then it would have mm. all rhymed. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's true. Seems weird. Then he brings in the um, military. Yeah. The, the, then yeah, it seems like it switches characters to a former marine. Or a marine. Because uh, you're never right. not a Marine. Um, and the chorus goes, I got, a I got a lot to give, say can you see, a reference to the national anthem. Um, still breathing and my heart still beats. They took the car, but they left the lease. Doesn't even what do you want, what's left of me? Boarded up the house, they left the keys, foreclosed on my city, rolled up these streets. But I ain't checking out, I still got my dreams. Does anybody want what's left of me? It's like, it's not bad. It's like it does. It's just kind of expressing that, um, that uh, that stress, that um, worry, that uh, that feeling of like uselessness and confusion. I guess that comes. Yeah, with, like, I think a lot of people could identify with this song in their lives. They call us Dirty Harry. We're a punk rock band. Why they sold old CBGBs? I don't understand. 
All that's left now are the t-shirts, and they come from Japan. Sold my drums to make ends meet. The band broke up. We had to eat. It's the same old shit. It just happens more these days. Especially these days, I think. Again, I think that's just a generic <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I do too, really. Maybe he did this album for me because he, he does say something about a teacher again. I'm a teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a union man. It's getting hard to make a living in this hard land. We ain't working in our factories. And all those jobs overseas. All those jobs went overseas. Um, it's possible that uh, the teacher references, I mean, A, are just a coincidence. Um, but B, it's possible that John or someone in John's organization is aware that a lot of his fan base is um, middle-aged women. And a lot of middle-aged women are teachers, or a lot of teachers are middle-aged women. Probably true. This song is called Army of One. It was written by John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, and Desmond Child. And um, going into it, knowing that Desmond had a hand in this song, I was disappointed. So you were like thinking it was going to be greater than it is because Desmond was involved? Right, I, yeah. Yeah, I, this, I like the message behind this. So the song just wasn't very exciting or good. It's boring. Yeah, it's kind of dull. And um, I don't know. There's something about him saying, like, just hearing John saying, "I'm a soldier" in this song, but and and I think in "Because We Can," he says, "I'm not a soldier, but I'll make a stand." Right. Whatever. Yeah. Like, make up your mind, John. <laughs> um, and also the way he sings, "I'm a soldier," it reminds me a lot of um, a killer's song. One that goes, I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Right, yeah. It's like he kind of sings it in the same he does, yeah. way that they do. Yeah, and s still standing, that seems to be a theme throughout this album. I feel like you could like get off your knees, keep standing, standing strong, that kind of stuff. And there but was a lot of that in the circle as well, wasn't there? Yeah, I think there was. So maybe that's um, the message of their music and the hard times. This one seems to be leaning into the military imagery. Even on the album art, there's like a soldier... Yeah. With like a guitar and like there's a military knife and
song is called Thick as Thieves. It was written by John Ritchie and John. Um, I don't much care for it. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because at first I was like, oh my gosh, no, this is, well, his voice was strong. It was like when he got to the part about dragging us downer, I'm like, this song is dragging me down. But then yeah, it kind of picked back up with the, I like the harmony on the second verse. I always like that better though usually with these Bon Jovi songs. And then there were parts where I was like, oh, I like that part, but then most of it was like, no, it's still dragging. It was kind of a mixed bag for me. Yeah, the no, yeah. in terms of the production, the song builds in a way that's pleasant to listen to. Yeah, I like that part um, with the strings in behind. Yeah, the you are right about the time won't drag us down line in the middle of the song, middle beginning of the song is like, it feels like the song is roasting itself. Yeah. Over how slow it I is. I felt like it had potential, but then no. When I'm looking at these lyrics, I'm like, why is this song so slow? Yeah, that's what I wanted to. The lyrics are have almost like this punk rock desperation to them that does not fit with the the pace of the song. Exactly. That's because the even the thick of thick as thieves title yeah. seems like it should be like a I don't know better faster song. Yeah, like. The final verse of the song says, if I robbed a bank, you wouldn't care. You'd come sit on my lap in the electric chair, and when they flipped the switch, we'd just kiss. Like, that's... Why is that being sung, like, so slow and so... Right. That sounds yeah. like a super badass, like, punk rock thing to say about mm -hmm. being in love. It's like... Yeah. And then it's like this on? ballad or something, but it should not yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Parts I really liked, mostly no. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to this again. This song's called Beautiful World. It's written by John and Billy. Um, I like it all right. I like it. It seems more, obviously, it is more upbeat than some previous songs. But the message is still kind of the same. And, and I like the idea of, like, you know, there's you just got to find the beauty in the mundane kind of stuff of life. Kind of seems like almost a counterpoint to an earlier John and Billy song. That's what the water made me. Yeah. Um... I like the lyrics in some of this. It feels weird to have this kind of starry-eyed optimism about the world in the middle of this album that's like... And also, like, like I don't know, this album hasn't been that optimistic. Well, that's true, so maybe they're trying to... Yeah, the Circle was even more pessimistic, I feel like. Maybe they're just trying to throw that in there to... Because it kind of sounds like the old Bon Jovi stuff is when you're more optimistic yeah. about stuff. Some of the, like, the, the verses remind me of the verses from... Um, 
let's see how far we've come. The, the Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, definitely. How far we've come. Yeah. Um. I kind of like the pretzel man's wearing Gucci glasses. Yeah. That's probably my favorite line. Yeah, I like that too. Um. The idea of that as as a symbol of what's good about the world. Yeah. Is funny to me. Um. I like the music. Yeah, it's all right. This song is called um, Room at the End of the World. It's written by John Bon Jovi and John Shanks. Um, it seems a little weird to me to have two songs in a row with the word world in the title. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, but whatever happens, I guess. Um, for some reason, one critic uh, for all music interpreted the song as a Christian ballad. Uh, I don't totally get that. I do think... Maybe it's just because I had that in mind when I was lis listening to the song. I do think it's lyrically, it seems to be about the promise of an afterlife, but nothing about it to me seems uh, specifically Christian. No, I yeah, I don't get that. I don't like this song that much. I don't either. It's one of the many long, slow, boring songs that seem to comprise much of this album. Yeah, I think it's like even when I was kind of done listening to it, there's still a minute thirty left. Mm. Yeah, it's. Lyrically, it's not terrible, but no. it's not a very interesting listen. Not very interesting at all. Take a look into these eyes. There's no place I'd rather be than This song is called The Fighter. It was written by just John Bon Jovi. I like it. I actually like it too. I, I think his voice is really strong and the lyrics are good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, their uh, vocal performance by both John and I assume Richie on harmony. Yeah, sometimes um, on this album, when it's the harmony, sometimes I'm not quite sure it's Richie. 
Yeah, you think it might be John doubling himself? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's not Richie, although I like the harmony on it a lot. And it may be Richie. I just, to a few of the songs, I was like, wait, is that Richie? Which doesn't usually happen when I'm listening, because that's the part I like. One of the best parts I like about this band is their harmony. Yeah. There's something about the song. Um, the It has a certain poetry to it, lyrically. Um, and I think both lyrically and melodically, and just by dint of it being mostly an, orche- uh, an orchestral, an acoustic song. Yeah. Um, it has a kind of folksy quality to it that I enjoy. Yeah. And something pretty unusual for a Bon Jovi song. Yeah, um, really unusual. But in a good way, I think. Um, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's probably addressing his wife or his daughter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this song. And like there were, it seems like a good way to close out the album too. Yeah, so. I think it is. There were songs on this album I liked. You know, like four, four songs, I think, four or five, maybe. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'd say five songs that I liked. And something, I feel like musicians, maybe this is just, I don't understand enough about the music industry to, to, to make this, this criticism, but my thinking is like, if, if you as a band or a musician, have five good songs why not just release an ep instead of an album with five good songs and five bad ones yeah that's true although in this time period i I just recently know about EPs. so has that always been happening or yeah i think eps are a a long-standing tradition i didn't really even know about eps till some of the bands i've been listening to recently when i go to itunes and there's only the five songs and i'm like okay it's not really an album but I don't know. Yeah, that obviously they probably felt those other songs that we didn't like are good, but I don't know. I didn't think that. Anyway, uh, that's what about now? And the last Bon Jovi song to feature Richie Sambor on the guitar. Right. So of course that's a sad day. I even remember posting it on Facebook when it came out that he was leaving the band or that he'd left the band. I was like, man, I thought they'd be together forever. I kind of think they did it. You know, they obviously had their comebacks throughout the years, yeah. but it seems like he's really gone because he's not coming back. Yeah, and oddly, um, Richie and John both seem to have said, at least the last thing that they've said in the press about anything about each other, about the band or whatever, is they would both be open to working together again. Right, and he did show up at the, um, when he won the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, yeah, which we'll check out um, Yeah, soon-ish. in the future, yeah. Next time we're going to be talking about Burning Bridges which is an unusual album. John calls it a, a, a fan album, um, but also is very uh, transparent about the fact that they basically just had to make something in order to end their relationship with Mercury Records. Right. Um, so it's like not a typical album, but at first we were going to skip this one um, because of that. But also like, if uh, if we aren't Bon Jovi fans, then who is, right? And right. If this album's for Bon Jovi fans, we should probably listen to probably it. Probably listen to it. Although I might 
say I don't think I've know one song on it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't listen to it. Um, so join us next time for that. That'll that'll be next month. Um, if you want to get in contact with with us, you can email us at momjoeypodcast at gmail And of course, if you like the show, I don't know, tell someone about it or leave a review on iTunes or something. If uh, if it seems like there's demand for it, we might end up doing. I don't know, another season about Bon Jovi movies or solo albums or something. Yeah. Um, but if there's not, there's we're not gonna we're just gonna stop after we do all the albums. Damn the